coming up on The Overcoming Life with Jimmy Evans. When the church started on the day of Pentecost, 100% of the people in it were Jews. And then they let us join the club. So they gave us the most important man in human history. They gave us the most important book in human history. And they gave us the most important organization in human history. Somebody say amen. So we bless the Jews. God has blessed all the families of the world through the Jewish people. So let's talk about some Bible facts about Israel to begin with. Number one, Israel is the only nation created by God. There has never been another nation created by God himself. In fact, Israel's existence is testimony to God's existence. This is Genesis chapter 12. This is how Israel began. The Lord said to Abram, get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And so this is where Israel started. They began by God. Number two, they're in an everlasting covenant with God, an everlasting covenant that still is in place today, Genesis 17. No longer shall your name be Abram, but you'll be called Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you and their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. Also, I give to you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger, all the land of Canaan as an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. Now, when you say the word Israel, Israel is a land and Israel is a people. And God says they both belong to him. He calls it his land and his people. Now, a Jew can't be saved unless they receive Jesus Christ. But Jewish people are special by covenant. Let me say this before I go on in this message. God loves Arab people. God loves all people. But the Jews are special by covenant. And so you're not saved unless you receive Jesus Christ. But when you see a Jew, you need to bless that person. We need to be praying for Israel. We need to be praying for the peace of Jerusalem because they're a special group of people by covenant. Number three thing about Israel is Israel and the Jews have blessed the world more than any nation on earth. And this is, God said in Genesis 12, 3, in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Well, is that true? Okay, well, here are the three gifts, just, just three of the gifts that the Jews have given us. Number one, they gave us the most important man in human history, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our Savior is a Jew. I don't know how any Christian could be anti-Semitic. The word anti-Semitic means against the Jews. I don't know how any Christian could be anti-Semitic when our Lord and Savior is a Jew. I'm not, I didn't say he was a Jew. I said he is a Jew. Our Savior is a Jew. Number two, they gave us the most important book in the world, and every word in this book was written by a Jew. This is a 100% Jewish book that has given us light to live our lives by. The number three thing they gave us was the church. When the church started on the day of Pentecost, 100% of the people in it were Jews. And then they let us join the club. So they gave us the most important man in human history. They gave us the most important book in human history. And they gave us the most important organization in human history. Somebody say amen. amen. So we bless the Jews. God has blessed all the families of the world 
through the Jewish people. Number four, truth about Israel. Israel is God's prophetic super sign and stopwatch. This is Joel chapter two, and we're gonna read a prophecy that is happening right now. This is an end time prophecy that is in our news every single day and is happening in our generation. And this is Joel chapter two, and this is concerning the end time. The sun shall be turned into darkness, Joel says, and the moon into blood. This is verse 31 of chapter two. Before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. That's the end. That's the final day of judgment. It shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion in Jerusalem there shall be deliverance. As the Lord has said, among the remnant who the Lord calls. For behold, in those days and at that time, when I bring back the captives of Judah in Jerusalem, it happened in 1948, I will also gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. The name Jehoshaphat means Jehovah has judged. This is talking about Armageddon, the final scene of human history when all the nations of the world march against Israel to destroy it. I will gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat, and I will enter into judgment with them there on account of my people, my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations they have also divided up my land. So there are four things that match that passage to the day that we're living in. Number one, the rebirth of Israel in 1948 and the regathering of the Jews. In that day and at that time, when I gather my people from the nations, what God says, in God's mind, the end times began in 1948. And we know that because this is first person God speaking. He's saying, when I bring back my people from all the nations, Armageddon is going to happen in the same time frame. When I do this, in that day and at that time, when I do this, I'm going to do this. When I bring back my people, I'm going to enter into judgment with all the nations of the world in the Valley of Jehoshaphat, in the Valley of Judgment, Armageddon. Number two thing that matches this passage with the day that we're living in is the division of the land of Israel. The United Nations has censured Israel and rebuked them more than all other nations of the world combined. They have labeled them as a racist state. The United Nations is clearly against Israel, which again is an end time prophecy. But the UN and America have forced Israel to give up what they call land for peace. And Israel keeps giving up land, but there's no peace. When the Palestinians get the land, it's just a closer place for them to shoot a missile from. So Israel keeps giving up land. So in 2005, the United States forced Israel out of the Gaza Strip, their land, to give it to the Palestinians. Seven days later, Hurricane Katrina hit our Gulf Coast. And Jewish rabbis openly said that is God's judgment against America for making us divide up our land. But what God is saying here is happening in the day that we're living in. Right now, the United Nations and the United States of America are trying to force a two-state solution upon Israel. Two-state solution means we're trying to force them to recognize the Palestinians as a state. Let me say two things. Number one, the Palestinians are led by terrorists, okay? Number one. Number two, the Palestinians will not recognize Israel's right to exist and have vowed their destruction. So why would you recognize someone who will not recognize you, and why are we trying to force Israel to give a bunch of terrorists their land? And not all Palestinians are terrorists, but they're led by terrorists. Now, saying God says in Joel chapter 2, when I'm going to bring back my people from all over the world. I'm going to regather them. And I'm going to enter into judgment with those people that are dividing up my land. And I'm saying that land belongs to God and that land belongs to Israel. 
They have a tiny piece of land, a tiny piece of land in the Middle East, and they can't even rest there. The world is trying to get them to give it up. And isn't it interesting that the Bible, our Bible, these prophecies written, many of them over 2,000 years ago, say that the final scene of human history will be the entire world marching against a tiny, tiny little nation in the Middle East. It's happening right before our eyes. It's in our news every day. Israel's hated by the entire world. The number three thing, and by the way, let me read Zechariah 12 before I go on because this is concerning Jerusalem. This is Zechariah 12. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of drunkenness to all the surrounding peoples. When they lay siege against Judah and Jerusalem, it shall happen in that day that I will make Jerusalem a very heavy stone for all people. All who would heave it away will be surely be cut to pieces, though all the nations of the earth have gathered against it. That's Armageddon. Okay, Jerusalem be a very heavy stone. What does that mean? It means it is an impossible political situation our, our embassy, the United States embassy, is in Tel Aviv, even though the capital of Israel is Jerusalem. And the reason that our embassy and many other embassies are in Tel Aviv is because we will not recognize Jerusalem as the, as the capital of Israel because the Arabs want East Jerusalem as their capital. The Palestinians want East Jerusalem for their capital. And this is, this is being contested worldwide. And again, we are trying to force Israel to give up East Jerusalem to be the, the uh, capital for the Palestinians. And uh, Benjamin Netanyahu and the Israelis say this, Jerusalem is the eternal, indivisible capital of Israel. And so be it. That's the way it should be. But again, the United States and the world, Jerusalem has become a very heavy stone, an impossible political situation, which is a fulfillment of Zechariah chapter 12. The third thing that matches this text to the day that we're living in is the four blood moons of 1949 and 50, 1967 and 68, and 2014 and 2015. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. So this passage tells us before the end is going to happen, God's going to advertise it in the sky. In 1949 and 1950, on Jewish holy days, there were, a blood red moon, by the way, is a lunar eclipse. It turns the moon into red, into blood. And so in 1948, Israel became a nation. In 1949 and 50, there were four uh, lunar eclipses on Jewish holy days. In 1967, there was a six-day war, and Israel regained Jerusalem, all of Jerusalem, as their capital. And in 1967 and 68, there were four blood moons on Jewish holy days. So when the Bible says that the sun will not give its light and the moon will be turned to blood, that's happening. Number four, worldwide anti-Semitism and the hatred of the United Nations for Israel. God says, I'm going to come into judgment on account of my people, my heritage, Israel. The way that you're treating my people, well, is it true that there's anti-Semitism? Anti-Semitism is rising in America. Anti-Semitism is rising so much in Europe that Jews are having to move out of Europe to go back to Israel or come to the United States. All over the world, anti-Semitism is rising. And what I'm saying is, this is what the Bible says would happen at the very end of time. This is what Joel 2 says will happen right before Jesus comes. So God says... Behold, in those days and at that time, when I bring back the captives of Judah and Jerusalem, I will also gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. In those days and at that same time, when I do this, I'm going to do this. Here's what Jesus said uh, about uh, Jerusalem. 
This is Luke 21, 24. They will fall by the edge of the sword. He's talking about the Jews. And be led away captive into all the nations. The Jews were defeated in AD 70 by the Roman emperor Titus. He was the Roman general Titus at that time. And they were scattered all over the world. And Jerusalem will be trampled by Gentiles, that's non-Jews, until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. You realize in 1967, when Jerusalem came back into the hands of the Jews, it announced that the age of the Gentiles was over. We've seen this happen in our lifetime, and Jesus prophesied it right here. The last days in God's mind began in 1948, and a single generation will see all end times events fulfilled. Now listen to me very carefully. Okay, so Jesus says, he was talking about the end times. Jesus said, assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away until all things take place. And he was talking about the end times. Well, he wasn't talking about his generation. They all died. Okay? Well, people will say things like this. Jimmy, every, every generation has had signs of the end times. You're right, they have. They've had earthquakes. They've had famines. They've had some crazy leader that they thought was the Antichrist. You're exactly right. But the end generation won't have signs. They will have every sign. The Bible says that the end will happen in one generation. So the question is, how long is a generation? Psalm 90 verse 10 says, the days of our lives are 70 years. And if by reason of strength, they're 80 years. Well, if a generation is 70 years, let's just say, 2018 is the 70th year after uh, Jerusalem or Israel became a nation again. And I'm not setting dates. I'm just telling you that this is what the Bible says. Jesus said, this generation that sees the beginning of the end will see all things fulfilled. The end times are a compressed period of time in God's mind. And what's happening in Israel right now is proof. I want to talk about, just for a minute, Israel's tipping point and what's about to happen. Now, we know what's about to happen in the world because we have a book that tells us all about it. But let me talk about what's about to happen in Israel. And we know what's about to happen. One is the Gog and Magog War. There are actually two wars uh, one has really already started. It's the Psalm 83 war, which is a regional war. If you want to read about the details, it's in Psalm 83. But it's a regional war between Israel and her neighbors. And Israel routs her enemies, so much so that Damascus, Syria, is wiped off the face of the map, basically. The other war is a larger war, which is the Gog and Magog war, which is prophesied in Ezekiel 38 and 39. And here's what it says about this war. The word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, set your face against Gog of the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal, and prophesy against him and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, the prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal. I will turn you around, put hooks in your jaws, and lead you out with all your army, horses, and horsemen, all splendidly clothed, a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya are with them, all of them with shield and helmet, Gomer and all of its troops the house of Togarma from the far north and all its troops. Many people are with you. Prepare yourselves and be ready, you and your companies that are gathered about you, and be a guard for them. After many days you will be visited. In the latter years you will come into the land of those brought back from the sword and gathered from many people on the mountains of Israel, which had long been desolate. They were brought out of the nations, and now all of them dwell safely. You will ascend, coming like a storm, Covering the land like a cloud, you and all of your troops and many people with you. Well, this is a prophecy about a war that has not happened yet, but is about to happen. It's happening right before our eyes. The, the setup is happening before our eyes. Well, who are these nations? Well, Gog Magog, that is Russia. Okay. Um, Persia is Iran. It says Persia here. Uh, Iranians are not Arabs, they're Persians. 
And this also includes areas of Iraq and Afghanistan. Ethiopia is the Sudan, that is northern uh, Africa. Algeria, Turkey is Togarma, and there are other nations involved. Now, when Ezekiel wrote this prophecy, the religion of Islam didn't exist. Islam did not be, uh, begin until the 7th century AD. So he didn't realize what he was describing was the current uh, Muslim world that is radicalized against Israel. Uh, God says here in Ezekiel, I'm going to put a hook in your jaw and I'm going to drag you down to the mountains of Israel. And by the way, Ezekiel 38 goes on to say, when all these nations invade Israel, Israel will not shoot one bullet. God says, I'm going to personally kill you myself. This is God's answer to the Islamic Jihad. And it will take seven months to bury the dead and seven years to clean up the debris. That's how bad it will be. God says, I'm going to put a hook in your jaw. Well, what is a hook in a jaw? A donkey, stubborn donkeys, didn't want to do what their master told them to do. So the master had a stick with a hook on the end of it, and if the donkey didn't do what he wanted it to do, he stuck the hook in the jaw of the donkey and drug it around. And God says, let me tell you something, Russia. Let me tell you something, Iran. Let me tell you something, all you Islamic countries that want to destroy Israel. I'm in control of you. And at the time that I'm ready, I'm going to put a hook in your jaw. I'm going to drag you down the mountains of Israel. I'm going to kill you myself. On account of my people Israel, they hate Israel. They're vowed to Israel's destruction. And God's going to have a response. It could happen this afternoon. All the nations are present and accounted for. All of them are aligned and all of them hate Israel. It's happening right before our very eyes. Another thing that's about to happen is a seven-year covenant with the Antichrist. There's, and, and remember now that in the 1940s, six million Jews were killed by the Germans, by the Nazis. And in response to that, the world had sympathy for Israel, and the United States voted in May of 1948 to allow Israel to be a nation in response to this persecution. I believe that the covenant that Israel will make with the Antichrist will be in response to the Gog and Magog war. And again, that's my personal opinion, but I'm right. This is, and I'm humble too, uh, this is Daniel 9 talking about the abomination of desolation. He, this is the, the Antichrist, shall confirm a covenant with the many, that's Israel, for one week, that's seven years. But in the middle of the week, three and a half years into the seven-year tribulation, he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering, and on the wing of abominations shall be one who makes desolate even till the consummation which is discerned is poured out on the desolate. Here's what Jesus says about this in Matthew 24. And, and Jesus emphasizes this very strongly. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by the Dan Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not go to, down to take anything out of his house. Let him who is in the field not go back to his house to get his clothes. But what are those who are pregnant, those who are nursing babies in those days? Pray that your flight may not be in the winter on the Sabbath, for then there will be great tribulation such as not happened since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be, and unless those days were shortened, no flesh would have been saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. So Jesus says, refers back to Daniel and says, when this happens, the, the tribulation is the last seven years of human history. We will not be here. But the tribulation is broken into to two parts. There's the first three and a half years where the Antichrist arises in the middle, and the temple is rebuilt in Israel. In the middle of the tribulation, the Antichrist goes into the temple, proclaims himself God. That is the abomination that makes desolate. And Jesus said, 
and then the greatest tribulation in the history of the world will begin right then for the last three and a half years. The seven years of tribulation, the last three and a half years of the great tribulation, Jesus said, unless those days have been cut short, no flesh would have survived it. Okay, so this is Second Thessalonians. This is Paul describing the same thing. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. And the man of sin, this is the Antichrist, is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worship, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Okay, So there's going to be an agreement with the Antichrist, and in the middle of that agreement, that seven-year covenant with Israel, he's going to go in to the temple proclaiming that he's God and stopping sacrifices, and then literally the world erupts into the great tribulation. Here's the third thing that's about to happen. There's going to be a rebuilt temple in Israel. There cannot be an abomination of desolation without a temple. And so let me, let me tell you what I believe is about to happen, and that is when you go back to the blood moons of 1949 and 1950, the Holy Land was restored, okay? When you go back to the blood moons of 1967 and 68, the Holy City was restored. What are the blood moons about right now? I believe the Holy Temple is about to be restored. Right now in the Knesset and also among the Orthodox Jews, there's a movement for, to allow the Jewish people to go up to the Temple Mount and begin to pray. The Temple Institute and other organizations are ready right now to rebuild the Temple. I believe in response to the Gog and Magog War and aggression against Israel, the Antichrist is gonna make a covenant with Israel and allow them to rebuild the Temple. And however it happens, there's going to be a rebuilt temple. But this, this is happening right now in the time that we're living in. And when they rebuild that temple on the Temple Mount, the abomination of desolation is going to take place. But here, here's what I want to end this message by saying. God in his mercy has given us prophecy to tell us what's about to happen. And we can comfort ourselves. Say, I've got five grandchildren. I don't want them growing up in this world. I really don't. And I'm so glad they're not going to have to. I'm glad that Jesus, and I'm not an escapist. I'm just, I'm just into reality, and that is this world is at a tipping point. It's getting worse and worse, and the answer is not politicians or government. The answer is the return of Jesus Christ. He's the only one that's going to solve our problems. Well, I hope that this program today has been an encouragement to you. You know, I love teaching on Bible prophecy because, well, first of all, 30% of the Bible is prophecy, and most of it relates to the time that we're living in. This is the most prophesied period of time in the entire Bible, the, the one that we're living in right now. And Jesus said, the generation that sees these things happen will see all things fulfilled. Some people say, well, you know, who knows when the end is coming because, you know, it could be hundreds of years. No, it couldn't. According to God in Joel 3, when Israel was reborn as a nation, it began the end times. It's in Joel chapter 3. You can read it. God says, when I bring the children of Israel back from all the nations of the world at that time, I'll bring all the nations of the world down into judgment at uh, Armageddon, the, the Valley of Jehoshaphat, that's what it says. But that means Jehovah has judged. So God says, when I bring Israel back, the end of the world is going to come in that same period of time. Jesus said the generation that sees that will see all things fulfilled. Generation 70 years, you know, 80 years. All I'm saying is that was 1948 when God brought Israel back. So Jesus said one generation is going to see everything. You know, the remarkable thing is, since Israel was reborn as a nation, we're seeing these end-time prophecies happening increasingly at an alarming rate. But you know something? What it says to us as believers is our God has prepared us 
for the times that we're living in. You know, other people say, well, Christianity is not true and I have the true religion. Well, really, where are your prophecies? Where's your book full of prophecies? And how many of them have come true? You know, when you ask that question, you know how many religions have a book that have accurate prophecies in them? That many? Our Bible has hundreds and hundreds of prophecies. The chances of end-time prophecy happening the way that they're happening now is in the quadrillions. It just couldn't happen. It can't happen. God is in control. And Jesus said, when you see these things happen, you look up. Your redemption is drawing near. Don't get discouraged. Don't look, don't look at all the bad news and wring your hands. But look up. Your redemption is drawing near. I believe that Jesus is coming. And this tipping point series that I did, the programs that you saw, the program you saw today, is just a part of a full series that I did called Tipping Point. I want to give you, for your gift of any amount today, I want to give you truth at a tipping point of the video download of that message. Uh, you can be watching it here in just a few minutes. A great message for your gift of any amount, for your gift of $55 or more to support us here at The Overcoming Life. I want to gift you the entire Tipping Point CD series or audio download. Your choice, whichever one you want. If you get the audio download, you'll be listening to the entire thing in just a few minutes. Plus, I want to give you 10 Steps Toward Christ. It's a book that I wrote to help you in your spiritual growth. For your gift of $90 or more, I want to give you the entire DVD series of Tipping Point or video download, whichever you prefer, plus 10 Steps Toward Christ. Really want to put these resources into your hands, not just to answer your questions. That's very important. I want to equip you to answer the questions of friends that are around you. And maybe you've got some unbelievers around you. Maybe you've got kids or parents or someone that's unbelieving or scoffing or something like that. You know, I would love for you to give this to them uh, so that they can listen to it also. And maybe it'll help them in their faith. But I want to get you these resources. Thank you for your support. Here's how you can get them. We are living in tumultuous times. From world politics to a shaking economy to attacks on morality, we are truly nearing an unprecedented season in world history, but there is hope. In this hope-filled series, Tipping Point from Jimmy Evans, you'll learn the parallels between the world we are living in today and the end times. Live your life, don't stop living, but look up, your redemption's drawing near. Be ready when Jesus, that's all I'm saying in this whole series of messages. Support the overcoming life with your online gift of any amount, and we'll send you the full session, Truth at a Tipping Point, as a video download. Receive the complete Tipping Point series on CD or audio download and Jimmy Evans' book for your gift of $55 or more. For your gift of $90 or more, you'll receive the complete Tipping Point series on DVD or video download, along with Jimmy Evans' book. Discover how to prepare for the future and have peace in a world of uncertainty. What if you could change your life in just three weeks? We believe you can. The 21-day Total Freedom Journey is your personal path to becoming the person God made you to be, free from the pain of your past, the bondage of sin, and the tyranny of toxic thoughts. This unique online program guides you through 21 daily plans using over six hours of video teaching from Jimmy Evans and a downloadable journal for daily personal application exercises. God really just opened my eyes and just worked in some places that I didn't even know I needed Him to work in. It showed me what a bondage was, and I knew that my food addiction was not, I thought it was physical, but it wasn't. After the 21-day Total Freedom Journey, follow up with 21-Day Inner Healing Journey. Designed in a similar format, this teaching app and journal will help transform your heart, mind, and spirit. You are three weeks away from freedom and a transformed life. 
Visit 21dayjourney.com. Thank you for watching The Overcoming Life with Jimmy Evans. Support The Overcoming Life with your best gift and receive the series Tipping Point. Start the path to becoming the person God made you to be with the 21-day total freedom journey. With 21 daily plans and video teachings from Jimmy Evans, this app will help transform your heart, mind, and spirit. Visit 21dayjourney.com. This program is made possible by the generous support of our faithful partners.